Hey everyone, my name is Michael Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And I am Sarah Century. And welcome to another special episode of Make Ours Marvel we call Not Comics. In this 30th Not Comics special, we have taken a ride on the dark side with the duology Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> Which I had never seen before. Either one. Uh, is Ghost Rider so, two words or one word? Ghost Rider is two words. Ghost two Rider words. is two words. That two was unrelated. Letters. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> that part was free, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Keenan watched the first one with me, mm-hmm. and he watched about half of the second one, but then had to go do stuff. And oh, then, was it like a, in quotes, I have to go do stuff? No, he actually <laughs> did want to oh. see more. Oh, okay. But during the week, his homework schedule can have him kind of busy. Uh-huh. And uh, as it got close to Friday, I really needed to finish the film, so I finished it without him. Uh, he said we may go back and watch it again someday. But I finished the film and decided that we don't necessarily need to do that unless he brings it up. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we know where you stand. Yeah, the thing is, I actually really liked the first one. Mm. I thought it was, you know, fun and ghost writery and anyways, not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So who saw these when they came out? I think um, not I, it. <laughs> I think I saw them. Actually, I think I saw the first one, not whenever it first came out in theaters, but I think as soon as it went up, right? Like as soon as you could rent it or something, I got it and watched it and was, you know, I mean, I've been reading Ghost Rider comics. I've, I'm one of the biggest Ghost Rider fans, like weird secret oh. Ghost Rider fans, because I love that comic so much, but nobody like really takes me seriously. Whenever Sarah's I'm, like, secret is out. I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan. I've been reading it forever. And also, yeah, I feel like like lesbians in their mid thirties are not maybe the people that you're used to seeing be like, I <laughs> love Ghost Rider. They're not um, writing for you? I feel like I should be writing Ghost Rider, and I feel like if there were more, um, yeah, more people like me uh, just writing Ghost Rider, maybe it'd be better. But it's always been fun. I've always really liked it. It's so goofy, and that's why I think both of these movies were really fun for me, because I was just like, it's the same as the comic. There's all of these, like, cheesy parts, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, but that's the comic, too. (laughs) Like, it's about a guy who loves riding motorcycles so much and he has a flaming skull head um it's you know it's goofy i love it so okay before we get too far in the films i have one one probing question here ghost rider 2099 <laughs> have I you just, read that yeah yeah i just read that not too long ago i've read all of the ghost riders i read like cosmic ghost rider i've read like you know, all of the 90s Ghost Riders, all of the old, old, even the one where he's a cowboy on a horse, <laughs> kind of. Okay, I read like two issues of that series. So a few years ago, I was trying to do a 2099 read-through, and I read some Ghost Rider 2099, and um, it was definitely something that I read. I wasn't sure what to think of it. Yeah, it is wild. I think that the only one that I knew of was the, they've done like a, a special or two, I believe. Um, but I remember just even pretty recently reading that I think they had like a one shot about Ghost Rider 2099. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this rules. This It does. It just rules. I don't know what to say about it. It's like Cosmic Ghost Rider has literally, you know, um, Frank Castle is Ghost Rider and he's like shooting enormous space sharks and stuff like that. It's just goofy. This whole, the whole thing. <laughs> well, one of those things, when you hear the phrase rule of cool... Yeah. Like Ghost Rider is a great definition for that. Totally. Totally. A hundred percent. And it's like, there's great creators that work on Ghost Rider and sometimes they have actually really great stories, uh, but it's still always going to be kind of silly. And I think that that's to its benefit, to its merit, because it's kind of a spooky kind of trip into hell, but it's definitely through the lens of 70s Marvel <laughs> comics. He's, sure. he's definitely so. one of those like, corners of the marvel universe like that i'm always unfamiliar with like i'm unfamiliar with cosmic corners and magical corners and horror corners mm-hmm. i just more into the mainstream stuff and i've just dabbled in the other areas but like ghost rider had like this renaissance with freaking blade and uh 
I don't I don't even know if it was like a line in particular, but it seemed like all these horror or like Johnny Blaze came out with his own series that he wasn't Ghost Rider. You remember right. the Ghost, Midnight Suns era? Yeah, and Ghost Rider was like Danny Ketch or whatever his name was. Uh-huh. And, and like all that was happening when I was working at a comic shop. So like for a while there, people were so into these horror characters. So that's the yeah. only kind of only really exposure I've had with them. But normally I don't go down that road. So these movies in a way are like, you know, I have no I have no uh, stock in them. Like they can't disappoint me because I don't really know what I'm <laughs> what I want mm-hmm. them to be. But right. on the other hand, so in that sense, it's good. But on the other hand, it's like I'm also not going to feel all excited when they get anything right, because I have no idea if they got anything right. It just was cool. I don't know. <laughs> and John, I, I'm going to say the second one is better than the first one. So now we're at this weird we we're at this weird weird road we've never been in before where I actually like something and you don't. That's back. <laughs> what? It's supposed to be the other way around. What is this Twilight Zone? I know. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, we we finished the happen. first movie and Kim was like, "Oh my god, why is Ghost Rider so freaking cool?" And <laughs> like even if the story in the movie may or may not have been the best, you know, up to people's individual opinions, the idea of Ghost Rider is just like great. Right, mm-hmm. it's like evil Knievel on a motorcycle with a flaming skull and flaming chains and the penance stare and the you know it's yeah a flaming freaking skull writes itself right I mean like I don't know that part just automatically is cool yeah and he approved um, whenever he we were watching the first one of course he like gradually gets his costume he like dons the spiky motor uh, jacket halfway through the you know whatever uh, we get to the end and like he's like. I really liked the Ghost Rider's effects, but I wish that they made his flame a little smaller. And mm. second movie stars, he's like, look, the flame is smaller. Mm. The flame <laughs> is more condensed around his head in the second one. That's mm-hmm. right, um, yeah. And the look of the Ghost Rider in the second one. Way better. Yeah. That's like the one thing about that film that I really, really liked was the change in his look. It's all like smoky and his clothes are charred and... The, um, well, that, that's the that's the thing in general about the second one versus the first one. I don't know. We're just going to waffle back and forth. That's fine with me because you kind of almost have to. But like, it's again that that difference between like Batman and Dark Knight, and I still can't figure out how to describe it. But one is like this oversaturated comic booky movie, and the other one looks more like just a movie. So, okay. Like, Ghost Rider one has that like ambiance of like a old '90s Spider Man or the weird lighting and sets and stuff. And the second one is more like, no, we're just going to film this straight like we would any movie and take it seriously. So I don't know. In that sense, I liked it better for sure. Take it seriously? Oh, my God. Well, take the <laughs> not. I don't mean take the plot seriously. I mean, take it like don't treat it like it's some weird otherworldly thing that. OK, you know, like make the sets real. OK, so, so like you're grounded in reality in some way. Versus... And there was some crazy, awesome location shooting. Yeah. And uh, I really loved a lot of the a lot of the places they went in that film. Yeah. So I don't. I again, I never know how to explain this, but every time I'm watching, like, you know, Raimi Spider Man versus uh, Far From Home Spider Man, there's just a different style to it or something. Like they were, they were really in, all inspired by '89 Batman for a very long time. So it had this weird lighting and it had weird sets, and it was like, oh, this can't be a real world. It has to be everything has to be make believe about this. And then one day they were like, no, actually, if everything else is real, except this weird green person running around, then it looks better. They figured it out eventually. <laughs> so I think by between 2007 and 2011, they must have figured that out. Okay. Well, um, Sarah, what did they do with the origin? Did they did they get everything right? Is there anything important no. they left out? <laughs> <laughs> of course they didn't. Um, there's all kinds of stuff in Ghost Rider's origin now, of course, like they've added and added to it. So, you know, you have all of these characters who are affiliated with it. But if you read the, you know, 1970s origin of Ghost Rider, it has similar elements. So there's a guy named Crash who is Roxanne's dad and Crash adopts Johnny, kind of takes him under his wing whenever his dad dies early and then Crash is like his father figure and his wife dies because of a motorcycle accident. She goes running after Johnny when he is like, you know, steering his motorcycle out so that it doesn't explode around a bunch of people. She like runs right up on him and then dies. And then Crash, of course, being named Crash and being a motorcycle stunt, stunt person dies. But the deal that Johnny makes is that he 
wants Crash to perform well. And like he just goes for that. Like he's just like, Crash has to live through this and do a great job. So, you know, just let him. And like all of the time, Crash is like mad at Johnny because he won't be a motorcycle rider anymore. He's just like, if only there were somebody who could ride the motorcycle instead of me so I could know that my family would be taken care of. And then we'll just like look at him and Johnny's like, yo, everybody who I know has died <laughs> from motorcycle crashes. <laughs> Your name is Crash. Um, but yeah, that's who he makes the deal over. So his dad isn't in it too much in the original origin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so they, made, like, like, they just simplified it. Simplified it a lot, yeah. Except for um, it gave more context for Roxanne's presence because Roxanne wasn't just like somebody who he was dating. It was like essentially his adopted sister, which is really weird. Um, but it is um, 70s Marvel. So he look he looks a lot more like the uh, the 90s Ghost Rider. So I was wondering if they like maybe amalgamed them at all, but I couldn't really remember what Danny's deal was. Yeah, Danny is like a completely different deal, right? Like yeah. that was right. them trying to update the concept a little bit and yeah. all of this. I don't know. <laughs> he, isn't he the one that has like more of the leather and the spikes and the chains and the really he gets accentuated, tougher, right? He's like the uh, extreme motorcycle 90s. on fire and all that. Totally. Yeah. And he, they like, there's way less crossover with like the greater Marvel universe. And he mostly just crosses over with uh, like Wolverine and the Punisher and like all right. of those characters. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like tough guy. Let's, let's all hang out with the tough guys. Um, yeah. And Ghost Rider was one of those for sure. So, yeah. So this movie, he kind of looks like nineties ghost, but he's Johnny blaze. Well, so. they go into the blue flame in the second movie. Right. And that's like totally uh, a Danny catch thing. Oh so. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I was wondering about that. Is there anyone who kept hearing the boy named Danny and wondering if that was where they were going to go with it? Like somehow he was Danny Ketch? Isn't he supposed to be? That's what I thought oh, the wow. whole time. That went right over my head. I didn't even notice that. If I he's supposed to be, that's that, I just didn't realize. Yeah. I just assumed because I've read all the comics. So I was like, oh, Danny, there's somebody so named Danny, Danny in this. The, it has to be is Danny the son Ketch. of Satan? I guess so. I mean, <laughs> they I don't moved- remember. They've also moved their origins around so much. So, no, oh. he's not really. But, like, also, you know, there's just, like, oh. all kinds of stuff. And wasn't Danny Ketch... See, I think I've actually read that first initial run of the 90s stuff. And yeah, wasn't, it, he, wasn't he fighting the guy that he fights in this movie, the first movie? The son of... Is it the son of Satan? There's no. two sons of Satans? Or whatever no. that guy is. Well, yeah, comic. Yeah. Uh, well, who, I believe... Who's the guy in this movie that, that wants to take over the world or whatever? God, isn't it? Because it's like they just have that one character who's like three different gods or something like that in Marvel, like all of the Satans. Oh, There's West, so many Satans. He's Blackheart. He's Blackheart. So he's, Blackheart? The, son, he's the son of Mephisto. Wait, you mean he like the guy? Rourke. No, Legion. Oh. <sighs> Wes Bentley? The first movie or second movie? <laughs> yes, the, f- the first movie, Wes Bentley Sorry. plays Blackheart. Blackheart. Yes. And that was the main villain in the 90s Ghost Rider, sure. wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay, I know what you're saying now. So, I thought yeah. that meant, so they are uh, kind of mixing and matching a little bit. They are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Blackheart is a goofy villain, too. It's kind of funny, like, which villains they used. He has a lot of... He likes mascara, that's for sure. He does. He has very pretty eyelashes. Um, and also is hilarious as Blackheart. Because it's just like the the role is so funny to me. Uh, yeah, because he usually picks more serious things than that, doesn't he? This guy seems like yeah. The, so the role weird of that he's in this. Blackheart is just kind of like oh, just smirk a little bit all of the yeah. time while you're yeah. saying like mean things. Yeah. So I mean I don't know like right so like right there it's like how do we even talk about character in this in a way because all of these bad guys are just served to be like 10 seconds of cool visual as Ghost Rider easily destroys them, basically. Oh, yeah, 100%. The villains are a little goofy. Um, I will say that Nicolas Cage is a surprisingly good choice for Ghost Rider. Uh, especially in the first one. <laughs> I enjoy it. Especially him. in the first one. It's kind of funny uh, to watch. I like that in the second one, he's more... It's only been four years, but I feel like in the first one, they try really, really hard to make him look young. And it's nice in the (laughs) second one where it's like we can see all of the lines on his face and everything. And it's like, this guy seems like he's having a bad week, you know, (laughs) like you I just it just made more sense to me to have you know, a Johnny blaze who like, looks like he's kind of been through the ringer. I think in the first one I was like, yeah, but he's not 
like 28 so he shouldn't have those like tiny bangs right like Mm. he's like 40 Uh, and he like named himself the real actor named himself after uh luke cage so like he must like 70s marvel so he's probably stoked to play a johnny blaze ghostwriter comic I 100% believe that because, yeah, he, it sounds like, it looks like he's having a lot of fun. Oh, totally. Right? And, like and I appreciate that, like, an actor as famous as him. Now, I don't know where he is on this sliding downgrade at this point, 2007, but, like, he's famous enough to maybe not want to take a role where every time he's cool, his face isn't on the screen. You know, oh, yeah. like, he's playing a character that, it's not, a, he doesn't get to be, like, Superman. He gets to be Ghost Rider. So you're basically CGIing out his head. Yeah. And it's, but he was not even like Peter Parker it. who can take the uh, mask off. Right. But I so I kind of appreciated that a guy at that level still wanted to do it, I guess. He was so like, funny in it. I think he's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, his like his weird behavior to me. I'm just like that is kind of how Johnny Blaze is. Is like he, he's the kind of person where everybody you would think he's super smooth and amazing. And then like, he's just so awkward and strange that like, even uh, as a celebrity. So like, go ahead. And I, just, I get, <laughs> go ahead, Sarah. I don't want to. Now. <laughs> I'll go. So, and I get that like, okay. So he's quirky. He's awkward. He's unsure of himself, especially with Roxy. Yeah. Uh, he's got to do this whole, you know, save the world fight for Satan thing. And he's like, you know, tries to tell her that he makes it sound so horrible because he's just telling her flat out. But it sounds like he's making it up. Anyways, I really liked his performance. And then I don't know, but the second movie, he's so Mm -hmm. manic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. Maybe it's because I liked the first one enough that I like wanted to be more, you know, similar. And maybe they did the manic because like, he's been living for four years with this demon inside of him. Uh, maybe that's kind of driven him a little bit insane. I don't know. Um, well, see, I remember thinking the same way you did. Like the, when I first saw the second one, like, Oh, he's playing it like high octane Nick cage at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I already knew that going in, I guess this time it, it was fine. I do think it's because see, here's where it's a little, the one downside, I think, for the second one for me is like it doesn't quite uh, blend with the first one in a way in terms of the plot because right, right. because I saw it like, described as a standalone sequel. Yeah, yeah, because like the first one in the end, he's like, I'm going to use this Ghost Rider power against you and go around and save people and be cool. And then the second one is like, oh, this Ghost Rider thing has really hurt me. I got to go hide in a cave for four years or whatever. Now, maybe somewhere in between, he learned that it was really hard to control the Ghost Rider and Mm -hmm. you you could just do your own spin on it, but they don't really say why. And I do think, I do think his crazy antics is him just trying to keep it in, especially that one scene where they're like interrogating the dude and his eyeball keeps changing to a skull and like, (laughs) like, like, don't make me mad man don't make me mad you know like he's trying to keep it in and it just is impossible because once evil's around like the thing just comes out but yeah um i also appreciate even though he's more manic in the second one i really like and i don't know if this is him because i don't know if he did all the ghost rider stunt work or whatever but like i like the way he made ghost rider move in the second one more because like every time he showed up he kind of just sits there swaying like he's this otherworldly being and everybody's freaking out waiting for him to make the first move and he doesn't. So then they start shooting him and then he goes and kills everybody. But like, he just has this weird otherworldly movement to him by the time they do the second one that I really liked. I don't know if that's Nick Cage or some stand in guy or what, but it was neat. Yeah. Or he, uh, what vomits melt molten bullets at you because he just ate everything you shot at him. Yeah, yeah, and I like how they like up the ante on things that he would ignite because they were all vehicles, like the crane thing and the big truck in the end, and all that stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were good action sequences in it. I liked it a lot. I liked. I think that the second one was better for not being like a love story, basically. Oh, and I loved. Right. Yeah, I loved. Yeah. I mean, I I love in the comics. I really love Roxanne because she's somebody who's just been putting up with Johnny Blaze her whole life and is just like so jaded <laughs> like because she's just like this guy i've died three times like i don't it's just like i get resurrected by demons like there's just no escaping it it's kind of like an Ab- abigail arcane situation where it's just like i am just screwed like my life is always gonna be about this shit um, so yeah 
But in the movie, it was a little bit different. And then the whole time I was like, I like Ava Mendez and I like a lot of things about this character. She's funny and everything. But then I'm also like, I don't really like this love story too much. I would like for it to be something else. In the well, second I, movie, it's not. If, and if I you look at like, go ahead. Well, she, whenever you see her as an adult and she's a news reporter, she has a she has a backbone for like all of maybe three scenes. Yeah. And then she's just, you know, like doing whatever for Johnny. And and then she starts to get it back a little bit whenever she doesn't believe his story. I was actually, uh, Keena and I looked at each other with like disappointment whenever she comes to his house apologizing. Yeah, that was and, wild. Like he owed her an, an apology. apology. Like a serious apology. This guy has like, nah, like what the heck? Like who? Oh my God. You know, he like leaves her standing in the rain whenever she's like a teenager. And then he goes like so over the top to get her attention and could have caused an accident <laughs> and just, just being so wild. And then she comes in and she's like, I think I owe you an apology. And I'm like, girl, get out of there. So like this cast though, like Nick Cage, Wes Bentley, Sam Elliott, Donald, however you say it, Donald Loja, Lug, whatever his name is, who's mm-hmm. in everything. Peter, even Peter Fonda. Like, I've seen them all do, like, really good roles before. Yes. <laughs> and act very well. And in this movie, of course, it's cheese ball, and they're carrying it off because they know how to do it because they're good at it. Meanwhile, Ava Mendez, like, I've seen her good in, like, rom-coms. She's kind of funny sometimes or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know that she has the same abilities that the rest of these people do to pull off. Like some of her scenes to me just came off as like, oh man, she's kind of outclassed by these other people in a way, a little bit. I just I don't think know. that like that was a rough role though, because yeah, it's like that's, that's the too. whole thing. She's like written kind of just like mm-hmm. uh not not drawing boundaries at all. And it's yeah. just like I wish you would draw some boundaries. But that's kind of how it is in the comic too. Like in the beginning yeah. That's the thing is we don't get to see her turn into like this person who is just so over it. Um, yeah, which is but, then, but then like, you know, you could say Sam Elliott is just the guy with the wise guy with the shovel and Donald Lozier or whatever is the best friend who says, Ah, oh, you got to stop trying to kill yourself. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Nick Cage okay. is the crazy suicidal guy, but like, so none of them are really complicated, but <laughs> okay, right. so, I don't so know. Somehow Sam she just Elliot. is like um, three different characters. Only two of which are part of the comics. Right. <laughs> caretaker i've just recently you know recently like in the last year read a couple issues of the original ghost rider series which is actually based on another property another ip that i think marvel didn't own at some point anyways um and of course this is the character that got turned into the knight rider and then the phantom rider and then was retconned into being part of the ghost rider stuff in the 90s I didn't really read very many of the issues because I kind of felt like, okay, this is cute and fun, but it's really just Westerns. I don't really care that much. But seeing him in this movie at the very beginning when they opened with, uh, you know, horses in the West, I'm like, is that, is that that guy? (laughs) And then it turned out to be that guy. I mean, by name though, because he's not ever a flamehead guy in the, when he originally was in the comics, right? He was just a guy with the mask on. No, but I kind of dig the uh, the the retcon to make him a flamehead in the movie. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was fun. So he's basically like the Western character, and he's also combined with some guy named the caretaker I've never heard of. And then, yep. and then they kind of retconned him into being a ghosty ghostwriter character. Also, although <laughs> now that not that we need to question this plot that hard, but it's like if there's only one ghostwriter every generation or something like that, how can there be two ghostwriters? But whatever. In the comics, there's a bunch, but yeah, it's oh, not. Really? That's okay. uh, that's a different... Um, well, they don't really go into what the ghostwriter is and the whole demon thing and all that. Oh, they do in the second one, I guess. Right. But, yeah. So we don't, we don't know if Slade's demon is different than Johnny's demon or how that all works. Exactly. But yeah. whatever. It works, apparently. Indeed. Somehow. Somehow. And of course, Sam Elliott is always amazing and cool. And that's like his second Marvel movie we've covered in the last back to back. And like you said, he just says things really soothingly. Yeah. His voice, you know, his voice is so cool that even when he's the ghostwriter, he sounds like Sam Elliott, which is not the same for Nick Cage. Does not (laughs) sound like Nick Cage. I think part of it is the mustache. Like, (laughs) as the words pass Uh, uh, through the mustache, they get softened and velvety. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. I just realized I'm pretty stoked that Nick Cage doesn't have a mustache in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Or the next one. <laughs> or the next one. That's probably a good thing. I would agree, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah Nick Cage with a mustache, because that's like, that's Big Daddy from Hit Girl, right? That's, <laughs> or not from Hit Girl, from Kick-Ass. But yeah, yeah. that's uh that's a so look. so Roxanne doesn't get a lot of depth and ultimately becomes just a hostage situation for five minutes and then right. uh, Legion is cute in his swarmy sarcastic way, but I don't know what else to say about him because he's just trying to take over the world. And his three henchmen are nothing become the the stage bosses. Right, like they're all yes. three together at the beginning, exactly. but then like Perfect he takes analogy. one out one at a time through the course of the Perfect. film. Yeah. So in that sense, like as I'm watching that, even though it's cool to see Ghost Rider yank on his own chain and make it flamey and start whirling it around and kill the air demon, like another part of me is like, this is kind of why I don't like magic because five minutes ago I didn't even know he could do that, and like, can he just do whatever he wants to kill something? In which case, what's the drama? I don't really feel like Ghost Rider is ever in danger in this movie, ever. <laughs> yeah, well, right? they definitely didn't like play it up too good because yeah, it was like. Even in the comics, it's kind of like Blackheart isn't going to take this guy. Out. Yeah, right. Like, eh. that was a I, weird. I was, choice I'm trying to think right villain. now. Is there is there any moment in this first movie where Ghost Rider is threatened? I can't think. I can't think. Only of by Ghost Rider, really. Um, yeah, it seems like Ghost Rider is a threat to Ghost Rider, but other than that, <laughs> not really. Yeah, there's that one moment where he gets hung, but that takes like five seconds to get over. Yeah, mostly it's just cool effects that he's doing. Yeah. Like it totally has like him throw the helicopter and all of that cool stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. All, all the drama and peril is on the human side. It's all like the the romance tension. The, the villains actual... looked cool. Yeah, yeah, they did. And Any you could opinions... say, and you could say that about the second movie too. I'm trying to think right now. Other than when it it gets removed from Johnny, there's no yeah. real peril there either. Mm-hmm. Like that last villain fight. What is he or who is that guy? The freaking same uh, whatever random demon. Yeah, the, the guy who can deteriorate things. I don't know what his name. The, is. Oh god! But like, there he's choking Ghost Rider, and he's like, "See, you can't beat me." And then Ghost Rider just flames harder and wins. You know? Yeah. Like, isn't what is his that? name uh, Blackout? It's like because they had Blackheart, he, he, and then they yes. had Blackout. I think Bla- Blackout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy, he's a comic character too, he right? So yes. yeah. I, he was so goofy. Kerrigan, Ray Kerrigan. He was really goofy as a villain. I was just, you know. That's the nice guy from Empire Records. I can't believe they did that to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, so uh, the second movie had so many interesting uh, faces and names in it. Right. And, like, um, Anthony Head is there, and he yep. gets killed in five minutes. Christopher Lambert is there for, like, the last five that minutes. Is, and turns out wasn't a that guy. a weird casting? Like, oh my what, God. A waste of, what a waste of time for him, right? Yeah. And I, what, on the other hand, Idris Elba in this movie, I was like, I want to watch this guy's yeah, movie. Like, that mm-hmm. character was great. That was fun. I loved that character. I was just like, why is he the sidekick in this movie? Like, he should definitely have his own franchise. <laughs> like, this There's guy There's movie that he's not in, and I want him in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, Ghost Rider 3 should just be about this guy. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, Ghost Rider 3 is no. never going to happen. But we're also going to kill this guy. But They did kill him, didn't they? Yeah. Um, right towards of the course. end, yeah. Of course. But, you know, it's a Ghost Rider movie, so he could easily just be alive again somehow. Oh, my God. You could bring him into the comics. I think he's not ever in the comics. No, Yeah, that was kind of... Oh. I was wondering about that. He's not a comic character, is he? He's no, I don't rogue. think so. It would be so cool if he was in the comics. That would be awesome. I would read this guy's comic all of the time. He's so cool. That's what I, I kind of liked. What I liked about the second one more is there was like... these. In addition to... Nick Cage being frantic and treating the Ghost Rider in a more weird way, which I found interesting. But like, there were these moments of pure like comic, <laughs> just funniness. Like, like Moreau that bit where he's like, he finally catches catches up with him and he talks about how like God saved him. And then it cuts to what that means, and he's like stuck upside down in a tree on the side of a mountain, and there's like <laughs> on him. Like that's hilarious. I don't it know. Is like, hilarious. Like they were treating this one a little more uh, silly, which for some reason worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, and there was more uh, other character spotlight. Like, in the last one, they just had, like, the goofy best friend character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend cool. drama. Cool. This one was better because there was it was, like, completely unrelated people kind of just being and, thrown together. And like you said, there was no romance with her, which I liked. Thank and I, God. I loved that there was, like, 
a father son thing going on with these two people that didn't that really have cute. a great father son relationship. With and she she gets son. she gets to be a mother and a strong powerful mother without having a romantic tie to somebody. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I loved that part. And I think that her devotion to Danny was really sweet. I think that yeah. they had a really cute interaction with each other a few times where I was like, n- I n- like nice chemistry. Too. And you know, the first movie is an origin, which usually is uh, you know, you can you can hit it out of the park because everybody likes a good origin. But I kind of like this one where Nick or uh Johnny's like trying to figure out and he's talking with the kid about this too. Like, yes, our powers come from a bad place, but that doesn't mean we're bad people and we can use those to do good things. I liked that. I liked the character bits in the where they're in that weird monk cave and he's like admitting that he didn't really do the deal for his dad. He did the deal because he was scared to not have a dad. Right. Which is not the same thing. It's kind of a slight distinction, but a major difference. So yeah. like I don't know. There was some cool like character beats in the second one that I liked better than the first one, him just being this suicidal guy because he can't get out of this deal. Yeah. Yeah. Second one, yeah, the, there were parts that I liked. Um Violante Placido is an Italian actress. I felt like I recognized her, so I looked her up and she's in a lot of Italian yeah. um stuff, not a whole lot of American stuff. So I don't think I've actually seen her before. Um bring in the fact that she was Romani. You just don't see that ethnicity acknowledged a whole lot in Especially positive ways as, in film. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, that was cool. Even Giles was in the second one. I forgot because he didn't last that long either. Yeah, yeah, he got killed at the beginning. Well, so we're starting this movie now. I'm like, Idris Elba, Anthony Stewart. Wow, who was in this movie? And then they start getting killed. And that's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, they could have combined <laughs> some characters. <laughs> like uh, Christopher Lambert and Anthony Stewart had kind of have similar roles, right? They just True. are in different parts uh, of the yeah. movie. Except one was nicer. Well, we don't know if we don't know. they were nicer. Maybe Anthony yeah. would have done the same thing. We have no idea. And, and having the nice guy at the beginning turn out to betray you at the end. I mean, that's, that's that might have been cooler, actually. That's a dramatic trope. They should have done it that. Also, just get rid it of It also Lambert. would help explain why, uh, why Moreau thought it was safe. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we just kind of had to take the script's word for it that they were heading to a safe place. And, oh, my gosh, you have all these people well, who – why why are you giving the boy over to Zaz? I mean, well, it was all the same monk organization, right? Just different areas or no? Like Anthony Head was the same order as Christopher Lambert, right? I don't know if that was established, but that was my assumption. Because they're all wearing red. Could be. I don't know. Maybe he just trusts all monks or something. <laughs> He's just like, monks are good with me. And it's just like, well, this has gone wrong more than once now in a single movie. So so we haven't talked about Satan. Okay. So that's so, the big, that's a big uh, difference between the two, like how the Satan works. Because yeah. I feel like Peter Fonda was not a mortal burning up his mortal body. He was no, just I feel a, like he was, he was like in the first thing. movie, he was just manifesting and showing up as a person. Mm-hmm. In the second one, he was actually incarnate somehow. Um, and had but to, I looked like, up, and the whole plot was revolving around him saving his butt. And the fact that they were calling him Rourke instead of Mephistopheles or Mephisto made me think, oh, is this not Satan? Is this somebody else to go look him up? And Rourke is some random speedball villain from the Steve Ditko first run of speedball. And they just put his name on this character. And that was weird. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be the same guy, though. Yeah, so I think just, he's, yeah. They just uh, they just didn't keep consistent with how it works, I guess. And he's in somebody's body now. So I liked I liked both portrayals. I'm not gonna I'm not I don't know who who I liked better because Peter Fonda had his own style and 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 you know the other guy was almost scarier in a way, but because uh, he just looked weirder. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Danny says it was was with your face. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that doesn't really gel with the first one. So in that sense, it's kind of a bummer. But what do you do? Get? We have any reaction to them using the name Mephistopheles instead of Mephisto? Uh, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, um, so basically Mephisto, right? <laughs> like I right. just had to like think about it. But that's how it always is. Like I said earlier, like Marvel has fifteen different Satans, and so even like son of satan isn't actually the son of satan at this point and like there's just like so many it's like belasco mephisto you know it's just like there's so so well, many satans they have multiple gods they might as well have multiple demons right yeah i think that it turned into a hell lords thing right like they had that whole saga where it was just like now we have hell lords and there's just like 15 satans always trying to take over um they're all fairly similar <laughs> to one another yeah. and they just but, 
have bids for power. Constantly. But we know Mephisto has our heart, right? I mean, yeah. Who he's, else? You he's know? the one that I think about. They're all creeps, but like Belasco is kind of the creepiest because he goes after Ilyana, and that's really strange because she's like a little kid. Um, that's X Men stuff, but I'm gonna say I hate him the most. But Mephisto's probably the most kind of fun <laughs> sometimes. But let's let's be honest. If you're going to have a character go after a little girl in really really suspicious ways. The incarnation of evil is probably you're going to be your go-to, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. That's an odd story. The Magic miniseries. Um, right. Oh, sorry, what? I was just agreeing with you. I said, right? Oh, yeah, it's super weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So Mephisto, I would say, let's just say Peter Fonda was Mephisto because <laughs> it's fine. It's easier that way. Yeah, everything's fine that way. And I liked Peter Fonda. I thought he was good. Yeah. I liked both of the actors, I would say. Was it Mephisto in the original Ghost Rider origin? Oh god, who it's is Mephi- it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? it he's is. the one who he's the one who controls the demon that possesses him that starts with a Z, whose name I can't remember. Zardos. And then they have Zarthos. Yeah. They have that and then they have uh an actual, like a different hell guy, like the, who shows up later, who's like just called Satan, right? Um he shows up in Ghost Rider too, so it's just a little conflicting. There's like a, that's why I felt like from one movie to the next, it making these kind of jumps. I was like, eh. I mean, again, this is a Ghost Rider. Like one of my so. first Spider-Man comics, so John might appreciate this. Was Amazing Spider-Man? I just looked this up. I don't actually remember it off the top of my head, but it's Amazing Spider-Man two seventy four, where the Beyonder and Mephisto have a deal to see if they can make. Spider-Man do what they want him to do or something. Right, yeah. And they use, or Mephisto uses uh, Zarthos as a means of making Spider-Man crazy, right? Okay. And then only later did I find out that's the same demon that is used to possess Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider from time to time. So mm-hmm. I initially encountered him just as this demon who could like change his form and like make Spider-Man see Uncle Ben and stuff. <laughs> but that, that was when he was not in a human host. So I guess he just turns people's skulls into fire when he possesses you yeah my first ghost rider was also one of my first off-the-shelf spider-mans because it was um during the todd mcfarlane spider-man series Mm. uh one of those arcs yeah ghost rider and hobgoblin oh my god ghost rider and hobgoblin hobgoblin kidnapping that boy and like it really strongly implies that there's like grossness right yeah. And like as an abused child, not in that way, but still it was I don't know, it was, yeah. it was an interesting book to read. His his that Spider-Man series was kind of dark, huh? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> when it, when it first came out with all that lizard stuff and the blood and the Craven and but somehow he managed to rise above it all. Like Craven was going around with a with a head that was shot off with a shotgun or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah. the plot. But it yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. Batman gets all of the credit for being really upsetting. And then I'm just, no, sometimes yeah. I've read some of the most upsetting things I've ever read in Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man like, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's uh, the fun teen. Well, maybe that's why it's so upsetting. Cause when he has a really bad day, it's like, no, not Spider-Man. Yeah, totally. If, if Batman gets tortured, we're like, eh, he's Sounds trained about for right. that. He's trained for that. <laughs> if Spider-Man gets tortured, it's like, no, not Spider-Man. Not Tommy. Yeah. Um, so I forgot all about this? that McFarlane Ghost Rider. That's pretty cool, actually. The art, anyway. Um, oh, that was uh, okay. So yeah, my 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 experience with the lizard as a character. I have Steve Ditko issue six, and then I have Spider Man one through five. Oh and god, just like those are two completely different aesthetics. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like possessed in one through five, isn't he? He is, but he just looks so oh, much yeah. cooler. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, yeah, my first Wolverine was from that series. My first Ghost Rider was in that series. That's all I knew of the Hobgoblin for a really long time. But that's all Spider-Man. This is a Ghost Rider podcast. So I'll say another thing about Ghost Rider, too. Every time I've watched it, it feels like it's very fast. And I don't know if that's because it is only 95 minutes, but like I'm always amazed that it's over already. Yeah, I actually kind Ghost. of appreciate that. I think if it, yeah. it, there's so many movies where it's like they run two hours, and I feel like if they were just 90 minutes, I would have a much more forgiving yeah. view of them. Because <laughs> I just, yeah. 
Yeah, it, that time period is great, especially for an action movie or something. Like, this is, you know, like something that I would be able to watch as just, you know, basic entertainment kind of stuff. Like, a lot of the stuff that I uh, read or, you know, watch or something is like art house. Like, you have to, you know, think hard about metaphor and like all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then here, this is kind of just like a easy to enjoy, like, kick back and watch it with anybody with kind of, of movie. A- Lots of highway chasing at the end. Like Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider looks cool and he looks cool doing the things he's doing. And that's basically what you get out of these movies. Yes, 100%. And that's kind of what the comics are. So to me, I felt like it was a pretty good adaptation. Yeah, yeah, Nicolas Cage's performance is hilarious. And also, I'm sure he was extremely excited about it. I haven't read the comics, but I kind of feel like there might be a parallel between Ghost Rider is like, the tone of the seventies and eighties and ghost Rider spirit of vengeance is more the tone of the nineties. Yes. I don't know if that's really true. Well, but it kind of felt like that sort of, according to this wiki that I didn't know, but it's like based on an actual comic story that was made by uh, what's his face. Howard Garth, Garth Ennis or whatever. Garth Ennis. Was. Ghost Rider road to damnation is what the script was based on. They oh, say, right. but I haven't read it. And that took place in 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so during you that time. Do you have there, a point? There was the Daniel Way series that like kicked off and then turned into like the Jason Aaron run, um, both of which are really good. I think that there were a ton of great Ghost Rider stories really throughout time. But uh, in the same way, like there's 70s, 80s, and then there's 90s Ghost Rider, there's also definitely like an aughts Ghost Rider. <laughs> And then there's a 2010s, which is like Robbie Robbie Reyes and like all of the cool uh, stuff. Yeah, so, like that stuff is in, all really fun. He's in the MCU. He is. I love Robbie Reyes, and I think that actor was really fun. I liked that. I liked him too. Wish I'd done more with it. Same half season arc. But serious. Because they kept on teasing a series, and it's just like then they're like, nope, never mind. We gave up on that. Yeah, <sighs> it would have been cool. All right. Um, are we running out of thoughts? It's hard to have a lot of thoughts about these. Like I enjoyed them, but just like probably reading the comics, I don't know how much weight I would put into them because magic in general is hard for me. Like I don't really love our Dr. Strange readings most of the time either. Cause it's just like, I'll wiggle my fingers this way this time and it'll work, you know? Okay, cool. But like ghost rider as a concept is cool. And I think if, you know, when he guest stars and things much like Dr. Strange, that might be fun. So why didn't he, why wasn't he there fighting Thanos? That would have been interesting. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Carrying a movie maybe a little harder, but I I don't know. They're they're fun. They're straightforward. They're Ghost whatever. Rider rides up on his motorcycle, whips out his chain of flame, <laughs> and flings at Thanos, and Thanos just like catches it and wraps it around his metal gauntlet, just like pulls the Ghost Rider in mm. and blows out his <laughs> blows out his face. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. There's that um, funny. Did you see the? I don't remember. I've feel like this might have even been like a gym shooter story which normally i would not praise but i think that there was a avengers story where they just are trying to get ghost rider to stop like he's going through a canyon or something and they're just like oh no we need to stop him and then like he just dusts them (laughs) like he just goes through the canyon and keeps like riding basically and they keep trying to stop him and it's just kind of comical he just like talks a bunch of smack to them and like (laughs) so just basically like both these movies it's kind of like that, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> We're going to stop like, you, Ghost Rider. No, you're not. Okay. The all end. right. Well, yeah. that would be a fun Avengers movie to watch. Let's literally Ghost Rider just going, going through his day and everybody being like, I'm going to be the one who stops him. <laughs> and nobody can. Um, random, random, random thought. So we're going into the movie and I'm kind of trying to set my 11-year-old son's you know, concept. And I was thinking about how probably ghost rider came out of the fascination with stunt motorcycles in the seventies Sure. with, and I was like, and there's this one guy named evil could evil that sort of like embodies all that. And then adult Johnny blaze drives out for that first opening <laughs> yep. set yeah. dressed like evil can evil a hundred percent. Yeah. It's and totally it like, based on that. Wow, I was not expecting that much of an homage Mar- connection. Marvel was so into motorcycles in the 70s. They were. And they tried like, to have their own Evil Knievel with the human fly. <laughs> and that did not last. And 
then there was like Team America. And, Team like, America, yeah. Oh yeah, the five motorcycle riders whose yeah. whose mutant power is to combine into a bigger motorcycle rider. Yeah. <laughs> They gave Cap his own special American motorcycle around that time. I think I've seen him on a motorcycle, like in a, in a movie, maybe. Well, he's ridden. He was riding motorcycles since the beginning, but like this was his first special, you know, color-coordinated motorcycle because it's the mm. 70s. Yep. Too bad he doesn't do that anymore. That'd be cool. <laughs> yep. In the movies, he just throws them at people and breaks them. It's like, damn, <laughs> he doesn't care at all about these motorcycles. Right. Don't you want to ride that thing, Steve? No, I'd rather throw it at somebody. No, I'm done with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Walking home. Yeah. Sadly walking home without your motorcycle. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Tony souped that up for $2 million. That's cool. Just throw it at the thing. That's fine. Oh, Tony did this? I'll throw it twice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess we're, I guess we petered out on Ghost Rider. Good thing we covered them all at the same time. Yeah. It's true. Well, um, next month. Okay, so this month, sometime in November, first of all, happy Halloween. It, it's October 31st when this comes out. That's right. Ghost, you know, Ghost Rider. It was a theme. It's a, it's a thing that we did. Um, sometime in the month of November, according to Dr. Internet, the new mutants is supposed to drop on Blu-ray and video on demand. So we should be able to see that sometime this month, which means if that goes according to plan, we'll be talking about the new mutants next month and bringing to a close our much delayed um, X-Men journey. Yeah. Um, If that doesn't happen, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Next Halloween, we're going to do all three Blade movies in one episode because I totally forgot those existed. Yes. And that's that's more horror we could do. That's a really good idea. Kind of horror. I've never seen them. Oh, really? Oh, what? They were on TV the other day, and I was like, oh, we could have picked this instead of Ghost Rider. I wasn't even thinking about that. But The late 90s, early 2000s was this weird era where I wasn't really doing superheroes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I yeah, I went but and hey, saw the first Spider-Man film on a whim. I didn't actually, like, there wasn't like, a, oh, Spider-Man, got to go to it. Oh. It was weird. Well, what little I, I know person. about Ghost Rider, I know even less about Blade, so that should be fun. Yay. All right. But so is, like, is is Blade a secret 30-year-old lesbian interest? <laughs> I do love Blade. I think that Blade is really good. I loved those movies. I watched those actually whenever they came out. Um, those were all ones. I didn't see them in the theaters, but it was another. As soon as they were on DVD, I rented them. So, But is, yeah. there, is there really no title that ties these characters together? I feel like there is, but I can't think of what it's called. Blade yeah, and Ghost Rider? It- no, Midnight like sons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like when all this was re coming back out in the '90s and making everybody all excited. I thought it had like a line, like yeah, a Marvel Rise Knights. Of the Midnight Suns. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So between Ghost Rider and Blade, those are the only two movies they made out of those characters. I think. Uh, they're gonna make Morbius now, but oh, that's right. And they're gonna make more Blade. Yeah, totally. Are they? Thank God. Yeah. With Wesley Snipes or no? No, no, different, different <gasps> actor. Well, that's and, just impossible. Well, Wesley <laughs> Snipes is, is is older now. <laughs> I know, but he's he's Blade. It's just no right. Blade. I'm sorry, no, can't be. Well, we'll see. All right, go ahead, Sarah? recast Shatner. How'd that work? Yeah, I'm probably recast. Sarah, what uh, what's going on in your life? You're you've been writing stuff. Yeah, like always. Um, I have mostly been working on fiction, so I guess I can just go ahead. I have many projects that I can announce, but I can announce that we're going to do Decoded Pride again next year. So we're about ready to start (laughs) working on that now because it's our anthology of queer creators that we do during Pride Month. Um, And even though Pride Month is far, uh, we have to start working on it in the next month or so to make sure that we actually give ourselves time because we did the last one on no time and it's still really good but we will be more rested this time i think uh but you can buy the decoded pride collection as of november 1st for only like i think it's ten dollars or something for the ebook and that's just a bunch of speculative fiction by queer writers it's a huge collection it's like over 250 pages long so that's kind of (laughs) the one thing i think i can discuss and then other than that i've been writing about horror as usual through sci-fi fangirls and then there's a medium site called manor vellum that i have done a few pieces on for movies that are like um 
yeah, just I just got finished doing one about like the Howling franchise, and before that, I did Charlie Says and the Other Lamb, and I've talked about a bunch of movies that I really like, and so check those out. Awesome. So going into the next year, um, if there are listeners who are writers uh, who who identify somewhere on the spectrum of queerness, they can maybe think about submitting something for the second volume. Yep. So it'll be at decodedpride.com. So just keep an eye out because eventually, I believe in uh, January maybe is when we're going to start accepting submissions. And yeah, it's really fun. It's, uh, I mean, last time we got over 200 submissions and we had to narrow it down to only 30, which was really painful (laughs) because there were tons of great ones that we didn't get to publish. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be like this, you know, this year as well. But it is nice to be able to actually be, you know, a fully self-funded independent queer publication because we are in a, you know, world where corporate pride has like ruined a lot of things and it's just kind of hard sometimes to watch the commercialization of it whenever there isn't that equal time being spent on queer independent artists a lot of the time so it's just nice to be pushing it forward I was there's there's all the talk about like how feminism is becoming like a commodity now like if you just like say the right words and do the right things like I don't know yeah it's it's weird yeah Um, okay well great Uh, and we have another podcast episode up on the feed right now um it came out yesterday it is about um one of the things we talk about is the first appearance of mary jane watson the episode is entitled face it tiger so go find that on the feed and give it a listen if you have not already i don't get the connection to that title but (laughs) sounds obscure yeah. Well, you well you see, there's a tiger in the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Um, I guess that's it. So thank you for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.